Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Well, how about that snazzy new intro? Oh, I know it's garbage, but it's better than the hot garbage the original one was, was it not? For those of you uninformed, I am Nick. I'm your host. This is Nick's Nerd News. It's a little weird to be doing this on our 20th episode, but hey, little reintroduction for some of you, because maybe it's not clear enough, but I don't know. Hey, but hey, whoa, hey, we're at 20 weeks, right? 20 fucking weeks, 20 episodes, I should say. Maybe, maybe not every week, but holy shit, holy shit, we have made it to 20 episodes. A lot of you were doubters. A lot of you were haters. Probably not a lot of you. Those of you who are doubters and haters probably don't even listen. So I'm accusing my loyal fans of, of something they're not. And I apologize. But, 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 but anyway, there's haters out there. There's doubters out there. And, and fuck them all, because we've made it to 20. 20 whole episodes. I'm shocked myself that I've, I've been able to commit to this and do this long term as we, we slowly rise through the ranks of, of podcast fame and maybe one day, maybe one day I'll be the, the top spot in the world. Who knows? But it's going to take listeners like you to keep me going, to spread the word of mouth, to interact with me. I, I want to hear from you. I never hear from anyone. I mean, I, mean, I, I do hear from those that, that uh, I see on a daily basis because some of you are my very good friends and co-workers and co-work slash friends. I, I, th- that, that line is always blurred as time goes on. But, but alas, here we are at, at episode number 20 and got a lot to talk about, at least in the video game world. But hey, let, let's get this nerd news going. First off, I did finish Spider-Man this past weekend and kind of going off, I, I gave it like a 9, 8.9, 9 out of 10 last time. I am wholeheartedly going to give it a 10 out of 10. This game, it, it, it never stopped to amaze me in the way the story was going to go, in how things were going to play out, and man, I, I, have, I have not gotten emotional at a, at a game ending in, in quite some time. Now, when I say emotional, and I, 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 I'll, I'll admit when, when things bring a tear to my eye, when, when I get flustered, I, you, you could say, when, when uh, eyes begin to water, things like that. And, you know, to- toxic masculinity is, is a bad thing nowadays. It always has been, I should say, but, but it, it should be okay for men to, to wear their heart on the sh- their sleeve when, when necessary, when, when it's deserved, things like that. Not, not always, not always. Most people shouldn't do that, regardless if you're a man, a woman, however you identify, but Spider-Man really did cause me to have an emotional reaction, emotional reaction. Let me, let me say things clearly. And I I won't say a tear fell from my eye, but, but my eyes did well up. They were, there was sadness. There was there was joy and, and happiness at, at the ending, and, and I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for those of you still playing the game. Not not everyone can finish a game in about a week. I on the other hand needed to so I could get 
Tomb Raider in and have time to play that. But Spider-Man's story kind of adapts everything that came before, comics, the movies, things like this. And it, it, it brings it to a new dimension. And the, the best parts about Spider-Man are the things that are unexpected. And it, it's a real treat to see how the story plays out, how Peter interacts with different characters, how Peter's actions and, and, and things affect the world. And I, I am very excited to see where this franchise goes. I, I do hope Insomniac gets to make another one. I mean, like I said, this was in contention for Game of the Year, and, and it still is, pending some knockout from something else. But again, Red Dead's not out yet, so we don't know how that's going to rock the gaming world. But as of right now, Spider-Man, and, and I haven't finished Tomb Raider, but Spider-Man is the best game of the year for me so far. And it's only September, right? And uh, I actually 100% of the game. I, I know some people view that differently. And you know who you are. You know who you are, who I'm talking about. Um, no, 100%ing the game. If the game tells you it's 100%, it is 100%. Not getting every single trophy does not mean you don't have 100%. Yes, technically, in some weird way, that can possibly be true, but I've collected everything, I've unlocked everything, and I've completed every task. That doesn't necessarily mean that I... Just because I don't own everything that you can unlock, which I'm referring to all the suits, doesn't mean I don't have 100%. I have 100% completion in the game. I don't have 100% with everything with the trophies. Two different things. I only need one more trophy anyway, and that's to buy every suit. So maybe if I get the DLC and hop into New Game Plus, I'll be able to buy all those suits, and I'll get that trophy. But as of right now, where it stands, I 100%ed Spider-Man in one week. That being said, there wasn't that much to collect or do. I, I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, there is. What I mean by that is, it's not some crazy, ridiculous amount that you need to collect and obtain. It, it's it's manageable, it's doable with just a couple hours of swinging around New York City. It, it's not hard. That being said though, there are some caveats to my 10. It, it, it is a 10, don't get me wrong, but it was lacking in some places, particularly interactions with some of Spidey's major villains and some characters were missing. Granted, there's hints at them and I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll be in a possible sequel, if and when that comes. There's major hints at the end of the game, and, and I, I guess I can do minor spoilers. There is a mid credit scene. There is a post credit scene, like an actual Marvel movie would have, which is kind of funny. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to definitely get those characters. It's, it's heavily hinted at. We're, we were still missing... By the end of the game, we're still missing one of Spider-Man's most famous and major villains. So I'm guessing they'll pop up in number two. Uh, I, I don't know how things are going to work in that regard. I know Insomniac. Insomniac isn't necessarily a first-party studio. They're not necessarily a second-party studio. They're, they're just a third party in relationship with, with the major publishers and, and everything. So... Yeah, Sony could always come to them and ask them to make Spider-Man 2, and that would tie up their time for a while. But at the same time, 
the head of Insomniac, I, I, um, Pete Hines, no, Pete Hines is Bethesda. Price, the CEO of, of Insomniac, was actually on IGN's Unfiltered with Ryan McCaffrey. Great show, by the way. Great, great podcast, YouTube show. He interviews big names in the game industry one-on-one. But, but Ted Price actually said they would love to make another Sunset Overdrive, which is a super underrated game for Xbox One. And it was Insomniac's first game um, outside of PlayStation. But but anyway, they they have they've had this relationship with with Sony going back to the original Spyro. They've pretty much all their games have only been on PlayStation, and Sony could come in and buy them out. Sony could be like, no, you're only making games for us again, things like this. But but I do hope I do hope this story gets to continue in some way, shape or another. If please, I pray to God that's Insomniac. If it's someone else, I hope they are able to use the same engine and movements and things like that and, and just build upon it and not a, and essentially start from scratch. Granted that that's like nuclear option going with another studio, but if I have to wait a while before a second Spider-Man or even in between games, I'm perfectly fine with that because this game, again, amazing. And man, I, I almost want to just go back and play and just swing around the city more. Because because even though I've completed everything, I, I, I'm actually very heavily interested in getting the DLC. Luckily, it's at the end of next month. Maybe I can squeeze it in in between Red Dead and, and some other things. But, man, I, I cannot wait to see where they go with this franchise. But that that's my Spider-Man, 10 out of 10. You heard it here, folks. My game of the year so far. Now, I, I think I said last week about how like pretty Spider-Man was and how great looking everything was. And Spider-Man, it's just, just a beautiful game to look at. And that was until I started playing Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And oh my God, this game is one of the most beautiful games I have seen or played, I should say, in a long time. Don't get me wrong, God of War, beautiful game. Beautifully rendered. Forza games always never disappoint. Always never disappoint. That's I don't think that's a the right way to say that. They never disappoint always. I, I don't know. But Tomb Raider, I, I posted a picture of this on my personal Instagram. I, I maybe I'll I'll share some some images on the Nick's Nerd News accounts. But this game, uh, I, I have it on Xbox, so you do get a, an option. Even though you don't have HDR, you can choose frame rate over performance. I think those are the two options. I keep saying that. I should honestly go check. But, man, this game in cutscenes, in gameplay, is just, oh, my God. It, it, it's it's beautiful to just look at. And I, I find myself, it's, it's on par with Uncharted in terms of just, like, jaw-dropping scenery and, Oh my God! And there, there's just everywhere you look is is stuff to to see and do and explore to a degree, to a degree. But this game, I'm 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 a few hours in. I'm I've already raided a couple challenge tombs and and sarco- sarcophaguses and in what do they call them? Um, they're crypts, crypts. You, you know what I mean. And they're 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 a bit challenging. They're they're not easy in in any way, shape, or form. They're not hard though. At the same time, they do provide some challenge and and thinking to to figure out what to to do to get to the objective. And 
I'm having a lot of fun with it. But but again, it, it's my my jaw just just drops at, at some of these things that you get to see and do and and they're exploring a region that doesn't get a whole lot of love in video games and first the game starts off in Cozumel, Mexico, and then you're down in, in the Peruvian Amazon and it's 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 a sight to behold. I'll say that. And the fact that they were able to to make this game look so 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 freaking beautiful, man, is is unreal. So unreal. And it it's not made by Crystal Dynamics who did the first uh first two two games. I think it's it's just Idios Montreal and they do not miss a beat. They literally just pick up where where Crystal Dynamics left off and really are able to capture what made the first two great. And and that's that's awesome because when another studio steps in, it's it's very hard sometimes for them to kind of keep the same I don't want to say reverence because that that's the wrong word, but it's hard for them to keep the same momentum going. Almost like almost like when WB Games took over for just that one Batman game, Arkham Origins, which whatever that game was i don't know it it just it wasn't the same as the other arkham games mainly cuz the voice actors were different and yeah i know it was a prequel and things like that but like i said when when other studios take over it just it doesn't always feel right but idios montreal made it feel right with shadow of the tomb raider and and that's that helps this game so much and and a lot of reviews i was reading it's getting very good reviews i will say a lot of reviews I was reading say it's it's the end of the the trilogy. I, I guess the reboot. A lot of people consider it like Lara's origin trilogy. I I hope they keep making them because this is a classic franchise and it, it's been around a long time. It kind of took a back burner when Uncharted kind of came out and was the awesome adventure Indiana Jones type game, and then they did the reboot. What is it? Two thousand. Man, 2013, I think, maybe somewhere around there, and it's it it's just th- this has become an awesome reboot franchise, I should say, of, of Tomb Raider, and I I hope I hope 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 they keep making these games in in some capacity. The great thing about this one is when they notice that you've played the other ones, you actually get unlock her outfits from the previous games, which is a nice, fun little thing. So, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I, I hope that they figure out a way to continue the story. Obviously, I can't comment too much yet just because I, I haven't played enough of the game. Hopefully, I'll be done next week and I'll, I'll expand on this. But if if I was going to score this game now, I'd give it an 8 out of 10 as of right now, just, just on pure beauty and the fun I'm having with the the tombs and crypts or cryptums however they describe it so far that I've played. So uh, again, I I've been enjoying it a lot and I I can't wait to to really get into the game more and and, and knock it out. But that's enough about what I'm playing. Let's uh let's kind of talk about what this podcast is all about. The nerd news. Right? Right. Okay. Anyway, apparently Amazon seemed to leak some box art for Halo 5 that people thought meant that it was coming to PC. I I don't know why people thought that. I'm pretty sure 343 had stated a long time ago that they were not um not ever bringing it to PC. And oh, lo and behold, they came out and said, as we've stated in the past, Halo 5 is not coming to PC. 
So, wow, the internet just likes to speculate wildly, wildly about things they know nothing about. We'll get more on that later. But, anyway, Dead or Alive 6 got a release date for February 15th of next year, so like the fall, the winter is easily becoming a jam-packed season for gaming. As we all know, the end of February has like five games coming out. March has a bunch coming out. Speaking of February 22nd, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, the new game from some, from, from, from Software, is had a, a, a trailer come, at, come out, kind of pre-Tokyo Game Show, which is in a week or two, and the trailer showed off some new gameplay, some of the, the bosses you'll be fighting, and they showed off some of the beautiful locales that, that you're going to be fighting in. And it's just, it's really awesome to, to get a look at this game. It's, it's so different from, from Dark Souls and Bloodborne and things like that. So that, that's, what, that's what really excites me about this game, and of course that it's, um, that, that, it's, a, that it's a samurai game. And I, I, I for one... You know, I've I've never played the Dark Souls games. I've I've never played Bloodborne. I I I played a little bit of Bloodborne, I should say. But this is going to be the first From Software game that I really dive into, and I'm I'm super excited about it. And I I can't wait for it to to come out and things like that. Samurai games are are a dime a dozen nowadays, and it, it's just hilarious that we're getting two because that that PlayStation exclusive is coming out next year as well. But I I think Sekiro is going to be the the standout one next year of course cuz from software always blows it out of the park but but that's kind of it for for that we we also had a Nintendo Direct last week they announced uh, quite a bit of games it was on Friday N- Nintendo likes to drop these news nuggets on us every every so often and they they announced some crazy crazy new games surprisingly let's take a look here Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out that game I'm surprised that 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 series is still hanging on the original one one of the first games on GameCube, actually, kind of shown that Luigi's not dead, which has kind of been the, the fun internet rumors the last uh, couple months, because well, I guess he's not in Super Smash, or I don't remember what game he's not in. There's a remaster coming for the Katamari Damacy game, is that how you say that? Katamari's cool, kind of a fun game. I, I remember there was one on Xbox that I played where you just roll around and um, become, become this giant ball of trash, and you collect more shit as you roll around, and... I know a lot of people. Those 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 were popular games back back a while ago. Uh, there's a new Kirby game for the DS. A new game, Bowser's Story, I think it was that that's going to be on the DS. So we get a game from Bowser's perspective. That's that's new. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is coming out for Switch, which is I'm guessing is just a Switch port from the the Wii U version. Here's something odd or surprising, I should say, not odd, but Game Freak, the makers of Pokemon. Are actually making a new RPG for Switch. It's code name, not code name, but working title is Town, and it's going to be about a hero that fights monsters in a town. So clearly, they're not really branching off of of uh, what they're experienced at. <laughs> um, yeah, they also announced details on the Switch Online service. It's going to range from four bucks a month to up to like twenty bucks a year, and I know. It will grant you some cloud saves, but not completely. And if you stop paying, you lose your cloud saves, which is really fucking stupid if you ask me. Like, like I get Nintendo is just doesn't worry about shit like this, but at the same time, it's like they they're regressing in terms of 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 abilities and capabilities of of modern hardware. 
like Microsoft and, and Nintendo don't really, char- or Microsoft and Sony, I should say, don't really charge you for your cloud saves and you don't lose them if you don't pay for the service anymore. I, I don't I don't know. They also announced um, some new NES style controllers that you can hook up to the Switch and you can use them for old uh, Nintendo NES like throwbacking. I don't know what they're calling it because it's not it's not the same as what they used to call it. Virtual console. It's not virtual console like it used to be, but now it's um, some something else where you can play old NES games. Uh, City Skylines and Civ Six are coming to the Switch, which I didn't think the Switch was powerful enough to play games like that. Uh, how? Are, I, I mean, City Skylines is not completely optimized for console, and it, it's hard enough playing with a controller on that game, but. Like, how are you going to play with the Joy-Con? You'd have to have the Pro Controller at that point. Even Civ. These games are PC games. They're not optimized for console like Halo Wars was and things like that. So, I I don't know. I don't know. And then a whole bunch of news regarding Final Fantasy that we're getting a whole bunch of the old ones are coming to Switch. And actually, at the same time, they kind of announced that they're coming to Xbox One just a little bit later. Not not in the same direct because obviously they don't want to steal Nintendo's Thunder. But we're getting Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy nine, ten, fifteen is coming to Switch. And then the big one here is Final Fantasy seven. The original Final Fantasy seven is coming to Switch and Xbox One and which is crazy. Because didn't they announce um a couple of years ago the, the Final Fantasy seven remake? So it's like hey, we're putting the original in your hands to get you excited for the remake that might not come out for like another 150 years because Square Enix works at the the speed of a tortoise when they make games. But I, I, this is really cool, but at the same time, it's really odd. And mo- more on 7. I'll have more on 7 next week because there was an announcement in the middle of the night regarding things around that. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week because that's not really part of the news we're talking about now just a little teaser for you teaser to get you to come back and listen next week right anyway in terms of other things uh the wolfenstein 2 excuse me not wolfenstein 2 head of machine games was at a conference for bethesda or somewhere they were interviewing him asking about uh, wolfenstein Wolfenstein 3 will for sure happen. So they're not counting that Wolfenstein game that comes out next year with um, that's going to be about BJ's daughters and his twins. That will not be about that will not be about uh, that won't be Wolfenstein 3 I should say but will just be like a a spinoff. So I'm excited that another Wolfenstein is coming because those two games have been some of the best this generation, those and Doom and, and things like that. Bethesda's just killing it in the shooters right now. And it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. Uh, also got some news about Assassin's Creed Odyssey's DLC plans. Uh, the season pass is going to be 40 bucks, which they, they detailed the contents of. It will come with two story arcs that will come, they said a couple weeks apart, I think six weeks apart, something like that. First one is going to be Legacy of the First Blade, which comes out in December, and that's about the first assassin to wield a hidden blade. Uh, kind of, they just kind of briefly touched on it. Obviously, they're not going to give too much away. Game comes out uh, on the second, I think, and of October, and then the second story arc 
called The Fate of Atlantis is supposed to come out in spring of 19, which will have you battling mythological beasts and things like that and stuff regarding Atlantis. I, they, they were pretty coy on it just because obviously it's still a few months away and they want you to buy the game and the season pass. Another unexpected part of that, though, is actually that you'll, you'll actually get a remastered copy of Assassin's Creed 3, which is, is mostly regarded as one of the, the least favorable of all the of all the Assassin's Creed games. I know a lot of people don't like Connor. It was a weird story. I like the story because it was the American Revolution and pretty much no game really goes into that storyline or takes place in that era. And uh, you'll also get a copy of Assassin's Creed Liberations Remastered, which was the, I think the PSP or PS Vita game. I don't know, one, one of those, I don't I don't remember. But you'll get both of those. So that that's an interesting... Because, like, Assassin's Creed... Uh, the whole Ezio collection, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood and Revelations, recently got remastered. 4 was a next-gen game. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, though, they didn't do Altair in the original Assassin's Creed. Because that, that game hasn't gotten remastered. I know that game would be kind of clunky, I guess, um, by today's standards. But it's, it's whatever. And... What was it... Oh, uh, the Forza Horizon demo, Forza Horizon 4 demo was actually out. Played a little bit of that. Uh, you can do a couple races and different things. Uh, kind of showing off the, the different gameplay aspects um, from Forza Horizon 3. And like, holy shit, I want that game now. I cannot fucking wait. They, they, they released video of the Halo um, showcase as well recently. And I just can't fucking wait for Forza Horizon 4. These the Forza games are, are beautiful games, and the the car list is is amazing. They they also announced there's going to be a James Bond car pack day one for people who I think pre-order the game or have the car ultimate edition of the game, and it's got the Aston Martins and it's got the Lotus E Spirit, the one that turns into a submarine from was that the Living Daylights or you um you only live once or one one of those ones, and. Of course, the DB5, the, the most famous Bond car of all, those are all going to be included. I cannot wait. I really can't wait that those games, they're just so fun to play. They, they're they literally like, I don't know how they're going to top Forza Horizon 3, but we have a couple weeks to find out how. Final bit of gaming news, I guess. We've had a trickling of news in terms of Jump Force, that game with all the anime characters in it. Uh, they announced that Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Moto will be in the game. Oh, that's going to be odd for him to be in a fighting game. Are you, is he going to be summoning Blue Eyes White Dragon and the Pharaoh and things like that? Are you going to be playing as regular Yu-Gi-Oh? Are you going to be playing as as the Pharaoh, I should say? Like, how how is that going to work out? How is he going to be in a fighting game? Because he doesn't really throw punches, but lays down the cards, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Little lame joke there. But yeah, hey, that's uh, that's kind of the bulk of the video game news. And just to kind of go from video games right into TV. Uh, Alan Wake, if you're unaware, was a game created by Remedy, you know, the the, the creators of the original Max Payne. Alan Wake is a, a somewhat of a, a horror, more thriller type game. Came out for Xbox 360 and PC, I want to say 2010. Super underrated game. Super underrated in terms of, of mass adoption. 
Uh, really great reviews on that game. I loved it. So it, it's um, you play a, a, a writer named Alan Wake, and you go with his wife to this town in, in Washington, and it, it's got a very Twin Peaks vibe. And his wife goes missing while you're there, and he gets wrapped up in this supernatural mystery element. And most of the combat in the game, because it's 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 not open world, but it 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 follows like a, a somewhat of a linear path. You do have a gun and things like that, but you actually your main weapon is a flashlight, and you you gotta keep looking for batteries and stuff instead of ammo. And you use a flashlight or any kind of light really to fight these like shadow demons. And it's this crazy story. And I remember I remember not being able to shut up about this game. It's one of the few games that like actually like would scare the shit out of me. It had jump scares. Like you'd be walking and there'd be like a like a fucking bear trap like grab you and like if you're playing at night and all the lights are off, that shit like scares you like big time. Even like a guy like me who like it's hard for for jump scares to work on me because I know to expect them. But in a game like that you don't. And you get attacked by like roving murders of crows and like possessed books and shit like this game i i could not stop singing its praise its praises when it came out but in 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 terms of that it's actually becoming a tv show and i think they said they're going to continue the game they have the blessing of, of remedy and i always thought microsoft owned the ip for some reason but it is going to be a tv show they haven't announced network or anything like that but they're going to start writing it and start working on it and things like that. This is probably going to be an awesome show. It's going to be Twin Peaksy, Stranger Things type vibes. Definitely going to have all that into it. So if you like that kind of stuff, I definitely recommend Alan Wake. I'm pretty sure it's backwards compatible if you have an Xbox One or on PC, some some kind of thing like that. Or you might still be able to play it on PC, I should say. It's not like a backwards compatible type thing like consoles. But... Uh, definitely check it out or, or watch videos of it. Show's supposed to come in the future, so that, that's going to be exciting. Also, some news uh, in, out of DC, because the streaming service was... The streaming service actually live. Uh, launched on Batman Day, Saturday the 15th, and obviously no original content is on there yet, not until after New York Comic Con in October, after the first episode of Titans. And speaking of Titans... Uh, they, they've been putting out some more photos of, of the show that look very promising. Hawk and Dove look very comics accurate, which is awesome. I know people still have issues with Beast Boy and Starfire and things like that, but, but the show is, is after that whole fuck Batman thing, um, the show is, is kind of coming back into good graces. They actually released a, a short video of when Dick, Dick Grayson, uh, the original Robin, meets Jason Todd, the second Robin. Uh, who would later become Red Hood in the comics. But there's a, a short little clip they released of them meeting for the first time and, and Dick kind of looking down on him and and being like, you get to drive the Batmobile. And it, it's just a funny little interaction. And it, it's it's uh, very similar to the comics, how, how Jason, was always, uh, Jason was always a little shit. And uh, th- there's a reason people wanted to have him killed in Death in the Family. Spoilers for a 30 something year old comic arc. So there you go. Um, also for streaming for DC streaming service, they're shooting for a hard R for swamp, the swamp thing show. And they can get away with that. Cause it is a streaming service. It's not cable or, or, or anything like that. They don't have to follow normal 
censorship rules with the FCC and everything like that. But Swamp Thing is going for a hard R rating. Because that, that show has to deal with a lot with Supernatural and not necessarily with murder, but like demons and, and mystical arts and magic and shit. And, and that's actually probably going to be the best thing going for that show is that they're going to push for the hard R and aren't going to paint themselves into a corner or anything like that. I'm excited once we hear more. I know they were looking to get Derek Mears to play Swamp Thing. Uh, Derek Mears is the original Jason Voorhees from the original, original in the original Friday the 13th. But we'll, we'll see. We're, we'll get more news as, as the production begins and, and things like that. Also, Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame has been cast in Westworld Season 3. I wonder how many times he's going to say bitch in, in 10 episodes. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, kind of slow week for TV. Also, uh, this isn't exactly TV, but in the world of TV, all 4,000 episodes of Conan, of all his late night shows, are actually going to be put online in January. Um, for his 25th anniversary, he's been he's been in late night for 25 years. He's actually currently the longest serving late night host uh, after Dave Letterman retired, which is pretty awesome. I mean, he's been working a long time. Granted, he isn't on one of the major networks. He is on TBS, but he's he used to be the late late show on NBC. Technically, took over for Jay Leno for what is it a couple weeks before Jay Leno decided to unretire and come back prompting Conan's exit and moved to TBS. But again, Conan's hilarious. He's been in the industry forever. He used to write for The Simpsons. A lot of people consider The Simpsons started to suck after he left. He wrote for Saturday Night Live. The man's a genius. And, and you know, his Clueless Gamer segment has always been amazing. I like how they tur- they were supposed to turn it into a TV show. I don't know whatever happened with that. And it, it's just Conan, Conan gets... His fans, he gets understands people. He's always at Comic Con. They have those awesome Funko Pop versions of of Conan that come out every year. It, this is awesome. I, they haven't announced if it's going to be free or cost money or anything like that. But this is something awesome that you don't get a lot of. It's like you don't get a lot of late night hosts posting their stuff online, like full episodes or things like that. Like I don't even know. Uh, Tonight Show doesn't do it. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't do it. And Stephen Colbert doesn't do it, things like that. Granted, unless they're like a behind a paywall or you have to use like the, the baked in on demand service and things like this, but they're all four thousand are gonna be put on, not just like current seasons or stuff like that. All four thousand. So this is completely different. And it's like I hope they do this with other guys in the future. It's like you can't even you can't find Johnny Carson stuff anywhere from back in the day. They have it somewhere, they need to put that out. Speaking of late night hosts. But I digress. The The fall season is almost upon us, folks. Within the next week or two, all your shows will be premiering on TV once again. And it is that fall TV season. Who lives? Who dies? It's like Survivor, but with TV shows. And uh, to kind of round out today, we'll talk about movies. I'm going to kind of go backwards and end with the biggest story. Just so that way we can kind of devote some time to it. Saeed Tagomi, I, I think Tagama, I, I don't, I don't want to ruin his name. Um, he was Samir in Wonder Woman, and uh, if you haven't seen it, he's also he's also in this awesome French movie called La Haine with with Vincent Castle, who was 
the wolf or the fo- the fox in the Oceans movies. But but anyway, he's a French American actor um, of Middle Eastern descent. I think uh, actually Moroccan, so technically Middle Eastern. Anyway, um, apparently he was cast as the villain for Bond twenty five while Danny Boyle was still the director, and that he doesn't know if that's still going to be be a thing because obviously Danny Boyle's not the director anymore, so. He's wondering if if that's still gonna happen with uh, with with him in the movie. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see, because it's getting a, a complete rewrite. Actually, uh, a treatment was turned in. Actually, and MGM approved it by Neil Purvis and Ro- Robert Wade. Um, they've been brought in essentially as the new screenwriters. Fun fact: they've actually been attached and written for every James Bond movie since The World Is Not Enough. So they they've got some cred when it comes to writing James Bond movies. They actually wrote Spectre, so they know what they're doing. I I don't think we're gonna have to worry about Bond twenty five. Hopefully they'll they'll keep Saeed in, and also rumor has it that S J Clarkson is is on the short list and actually at the top of the list with um with Eon Productions and MGM to replace D- Danny Boyle as the director. For, it would be Bond, the Bond franchise's first female director, and she's mostly done TV shows. But let, let me let me talk about some TV shows she's done, so we don't have to worry here. She's worked on Jessica Jones, The Defenders, and Heroes. That's just a, a few of them. So I am not worried at all. She knows how to film action type shows, how to deal with with large, larger than life characters, and um, of almost superhuman ability. Well, actual superhuman ability, I should say. But um, I, I think she'll be a perfect... Hopefully she gets hired because she. I think she would be a perfect choice for the ne- the next Bond movie. And let's kind of just move into DC World because that's kind of where we always are in, in movies every week. Big Marvel movie news next week on next week's episode, though. But we have our first look at Joaquin Phoenix as uh, his Joker character pre- makeup though pre acid bath where he turns white the director todd phillips tweeted out a picture that said meet arthur and it's joaquin phoenix with longer hair and kind of shabby looking clean shaven though we'll see somewhat of a grin obviously we have nothing to go off of we've gotten a couple more pictures of, of joaquin phoenix walking around in character but again not as the joker yet so I'm I'm not even going to bother talking like going wildly into this because there there's just a few pictures of him walking around and interacting with people like literally nothing else. I I don't understand what what we can go off of this. I'm I'm waiting to see what happens when he's got the green hair, the white skin, the red lips. That that's what I want to see. That's that's when we're going to really really dissect and nitpick and and things like that. In the ever Ridiculous story of will he or won't he of Ben Affleck playing Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves clarified uh, a while back that it will not be a... I don't remember if I talked about this. It will not be a year one story for his Batman movie, but like a real dark noir story for Batman, which is really great because that is kind of what Batman is. It's always been somewhat of a, a film noir version in comics it's always been dark and it's not about bright flashy colors not like those shitty joel schumacher movies 
but we we don't we don't know if Ben Affleck is coming back to be the Batfleck. And John Hamm, I guess, was asked and said he will definitely play Batman if asked. I like John Hamm a lot. I like Ben Affleck a lot. And I think if Ben Affleck does depart the role, I think John Hamm would be a perfect choice because he'll be a perfect Bruce Wayne. He is stall- tall. He can get into shape easily, I'm sure, to, to fit the stature of Batman. Batman's, what, 6'2"? On average, I think it's Superman who's like 6'4". But I think John Hamm would be perfect as Batman. They're around the same age, both of them, so it would work. I think this would work. It's funny because Josh Gad is still campaigning to be the Penguin. So we'll, we'll see how that happens. And to kind of round out today's, today's uh, movie news and today's episode, according to an inside source at Warner Brothers, Henry Cavill has quit the role of Superman. Not walked away, not fired, but quit, despite having a contract and technically it being up and things like this and him saying things contrary to to these reports. But an inside source per The Hollywood Reporter said that he has quit the role after talks uh, broke down over a cameo appearance in Shazam. Now this is where I'm going to start questioning things. Really, he's going to quit being Superman because he doesn't get a few minutes of screen time in Shazam? Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what they're going off of? This such, so much bullshit. Of course, then, we got vague answers and a lot of nothing from Henry's agent or agency and Warner Brothers saying, we love Henry in the role, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about him leaving, nothing about the future. Other rumors saying that he's not the focus anymore because they're doing the Supergirl movie. And, you know, the the DC universe is always in flux at this point because all this shit keeps happening. But I, I think, I personally think and believe that if Aquaman does well, they will not completely hit the reset button. Because you can't, you can't start resetting things and have the same Wonder Woman and the same Aquaman and the same Flash. Like, like that, that just doesn't work. I can understand recasting Batman to a point. I can understand recasting some other things, but you can't recast Superman at this point. He's he's one of the few characters that doesn't wear a a fucking mask the whole time. Okay? Like, there's no news on a Man of Steel 2 or anything like that. And then Henry Cavill goes and posts this weird video where he's wearing a Krypton lifting team shirt and, like, lifting up a Superman doll or figure that says Superman at the end and obviously that doesn't like help people I'm sure he was just playing into the hype but I for one do not believe any of these rumors that he's leaving I think there would have been an official announcement he wouldn't have posted that cryptic shit his agents would have said something and I don't think something as simple as a small cameo is going to make an actor say screw you and walk away from uh, being in kids minds forever and also you know being paid millions upon millions of dollars yes i know he's going to be working on on the the witcher show but that gives him time to to kind of pop in and do little things here and then and then also have a man of steel movie come out in a few years like we don't need a man of steel 2 movie right away we can give it time to come in a bit you know what i mean it's not it's not super important right now but it is for the future of the DC universe. And I think, I don't think he would walk away. 
I don't think he would throw it all away. And I, I think he is having fun in the role. And I, I, I know I know a couple of them were getting disparaged. And I, I think he had fun with 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 um, Justice League. Granted, he probably doesn't want to get typecast either. And he, he wants to be able to go out and do more things. And what they could do is work out a way to allow him to put a hold off on Man of Steel 2 for a while. Let him go do be Geralt. Let him go do things like like Mission Impossible and stuff like that, and then have him come and do cameos here and there, and then come out with Man of Steel 2 in like two or three years, and just fucking kill it. Like, I, 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 it is bullshit. I don't think he's leaving. I've, I've discussed this with other people that, that are bigger Superman fans than me, and, and they agree. They don't think this is real. Otherwise, we, we would have gotten more concrete, more concrete news or evidence or, or things like that other than an inside source at Warner Brothers. And people are like, well, but what about when it comes to other people in anonymous sources? I'm like, yeah, well, those are more often, more frequent, and all say the same fucking thing. Now, if we get another report saying that he's leaving from another inside source, that's going to lend more credibility to it. But as of right now, it's just one person talking to the Hollywood Reporter. When you got like four other people coming, and this starts happening month after month, then I'll believe it. Same thing goes for the Ben Affleck leaving. It's like th- that that's a a, a, a merry-go-round of stories. He's leaving. He's not. He's leaving. He's not. He's producing. He's not. He's not the director anymore, so he doesn't want to do it. Uh, maybe he'll reconsider and he's just in rehab. Blah, 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 blah. No, like, you know what? The reason the Batman movie probably hasn't made any news is probably because Ben Affleck is staying and now that he is in rehab, it, they're just waiting. Like, I, I just, I, I, I love the internet and I fucking hate the internet at the same time because they go off on these wild tangent internet conspiracy theories about movies, and then they have these ridiculous, toxic hot takes when it comes to to actors and portrayals and stories. Like they they think they fucking own these these people, these franchises, these stories. They fucking don't. Go get a job in Hollywood. Go prove yourself that you could be one of these directors or, or things like that. And prove yourself that that people will give money to you to make those decisions. Otherwise, keep your fucking mouth shut. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take ridiculously hot takes hotter than the sun. I'm just gonna say my opinion on it. I'm not gonna say if I'm right or wrong. I'm not gonna force it on people. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a podcast. But what I'm gonna say is this is my take on it. Take it or leave it. Do what you will. I'll say this is what I would do in that situation, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna fucking push this shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force this 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 opinion on you. I know, I know I'm not anywhere near qualified to run these studios or make these decisions. But at the end of the day, I won't believe that he's gone until Warner Brothers, Henry Cavill, or his agency comes out and says those words, Henry is no longer Superman. But until that day, this shit is rumors and hearsay and blasphemy. But anyway, damn, what a blowout 20th episode, huh? Didn't do anything special, really, because, you know, I just want to go with the flow. 20 is a great number, but hey, let's push it for 50, huh? And when we get to 50, we'll figure shit out then. But hey, we got a new intro, didn't we? So we'll see how things go. As always, I'm Nick. I'm your host. Like, follow, subscribe, rate me, throw me a star, give me a thumbs up, give me a thumbs down. I don't really give a shit what you do. 
I just want to know that you guys are out there. You're listening. Thank you very much. You know where to find me on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, right? Just just throw up Nick's Nerd News out in the interwebs. You might find me. I know I'm on some podcast search engine somewhere. I got an email some time ago. I don't, I don't fucking know. Was, I didn't read it. Follow me on Instagram, nix.nerd.news. Follow me on Twitter, Nick, at nix.nerdnews. I post there weekly, okay? I, 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 I like to have fun with you guys. I like to let you know when shit goes down. And um, as always, go do you, right? Go li- As the situation would say, live in my best life. You go live your best life. All right, peace out, homies. Here's to another 20. Catch you on the flip.